Hello everyone, my name is Bernice. Hey y'all, this is Jen. And this is our podcast, Speak, Speak Up. Up. What's up, G? Hey girl. How are you? I'm super excited. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad that we finally made it to episode 50. Y'all, we promised y'all something for 50, so we're here. Let's celebrate. Yes, <laughs> as you see, we got the wine popping. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, me and Jen are best friends and we created this podcast to use our voices to motivate people to overcome life's challenges through self-love and respect. Yes, especially after 50 episodes, y'all should know that these are two core values that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Yes, most definitely. So, Jim, what is our title today? Today, and in the spirit of what we're doing right now, um, our episode is called Girls Night In. As you can see, it's still quarantine. <laughs> we got our wine popping. Mm-hmm. You know, a real quick little toast to 50 episodes. 50. We got to look, look each other in the eye. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bomb. Bomb. Much needed. <laughs> Yeah, we decided to do this episode because, first of all, 50 episodes, that's a big milestone mm-hmm. for us, especially me and Jen have worked very hard to keep evolving this platform, and we love we love our audience, so we wanted to, like, kind of take it easy this episode, yeah. and, you know, you guys, sent, we, as you guys seen our posts, we were asking for some questions, mm-hmm. so today is going to be a and a you, you guys sent in questions that you guys wanted us to answer, so we're going to answer them for you, you know, and, right. and try to give our input, whether it's advice or just anything personal you want to know about us. We have a list of questions, and we're just going to go off the list today and just give you a speak up JV answer. There you go. Yeah, so let's jump right into it. Yeah, so what's our first question, Jen? So our first question is, what was it like growing up as the oldest child? Oh, what was it like? <laughs> well, yeah, both of us are, me and Jen are both the oldest child. First of all, I'll start there. Yeah, the I mean, in the house. yeah, technically, uh, I'm in the oldest in the house but i do have an older sister um but yeah in the household i had to be the oldest one yeah so um i would have to say being the oldest child it's it's cool i ain't gonna lie like it's i think it's cool because it's like i got to experience a lot of different things and it's cool to be the teacher and stuff but then Mm -hmm. i feel like um it was a lot of pressure at the same time because i feel like when i'm doing things i know like my siblings are always watching Mm -hmm. so it's just one of those things where it's like i don't I don't, it could be a good thing because it's like it's more motivation, but it's like I have to be very cautious of my actions mm-hmm. because of that. So I would say one, one of the blessings with that is that it pushed me to go harder and stronger and still continue. Like they're a part of my why for why I keep going mm-hmm. in the first place. But I would say um, one thing, one little thing I got throwing though, I think with being the oldest is though, you were like the guinea pig child, you know? Why was I thinking oh, that? Oh, you were thinking yeah. that too? <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? I think with me, like I got the most, I was like, my parents were the most strict with me mm-hmm. and everything, but then my siblings, they start coming up, they got away with, they, get, they still get away with more stuff than I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I couldn't do none of that. And I was a good kid. So I'm trying to understand. I think that's my insight on that. What about you, Jen? I mean, I would have to agree definitely with the guinea pig part. Um, you know, my parents were definitely way more strict on me, um, especially being the girl in the household. Um, you know, I wasn't allowed to sleep over, um, you know, just a lot more rules for me. But then also, like, I got to learn my lessons a lot faster mm-hmm. than my brother did. And I think I was more aware of what was going on in the household a lot faster than he was, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, um, just being mindful of that and just kind kind of um seeing how my mom started confiding in me and stuff because I was the oldest in the house um that was a really good transition for me but yeah it was definitely like hard for me to you know be the oldest in the house and just kind of uh keep moving forward and try to be a child but then also be like an adult at the same time um so it was a, like a curse and a blessing yeah it definitely allows you to grow up faster mm-hmm. um ooh, yeah thank y'all for that question <laughs> 
What is, so the next question is, what is a relationship deal breaker for you? Mm. Can I split it into categories? Go ahead. Yeah, because <laughs> I've got a couple on that. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have that many, but um, I think like if we're talking about either personality or upkeep mm-hmm. wise, bad hygiene is definitely a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about like down to the toenails, the fingernails, the shaving, showering, um, how you prefer to keep your you know hair is up to you, but as long as it's tame and as long as you're showering constantly i'm sorry but yeah that's that's a big thing for me um you gotta you know um if you don't drink water that's a deal breaker for me i'm sorry if you tell me water is nasty yeah exactly i that's all i need to know about you um but i think personality wise too um i think close-minded like being a closed-minded person that's definitely a deal breaker for me and i'm not saying you got to accept everything we talk about or mm-hmm. that we discuss or whatever but if you're not even open to having the conversation or anything that's a really big turn off for me um yeah i think those are my main ones what about you I would say, well, everything you just said, I'm sorry, the drinking water and the hygiene, I feel like that's a given. It has to go with anything. But mm-hmm. um, I would say personality-wise, disrespect. Mm-hmm. Like, I I feel like if you're disrespectful, you have no type of manners. I feel like that's such a turnoff to me. And also a guy who doesn't have a growth mindset. Um, there's a lot of people who are stagnant. They're okay. They're complacent. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, me being an ambitious woman, I feel like that's something important. So if I meet someone and it's like, they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Da, 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 I feel like that's a major deal breaker mm-hmm. for me. Um, and of course, yeah, just someone who can't laugh. Like, you got to have some sense of humor, Facts. like some type of entertainment. I don't know. But I feel like those are like the underlying, especially the height that is in there. Like, <laughs> so back like that's there. But I feel like those are like instant things to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I can work with you. Yeah. And I got to add one more thing. If you yelling at me <laughs> when we're arguing, that's it. I, I'm like, running away. With my like, daddy, my daddy yeah. don't even yell at me like that. Th- that's what yeah. I'm saying. And then I don't yell like that. Like I don't, you know, like raising my voice at people or anything. Um, and if I ever have, like, you know, that's an ugly part of me. So I definitely don't want that in a partner. So, um, yeah, that's just, <laughs> you know, non-negotiables in relationships for us. <laughs> right. So true. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the next question. Ooh, I like this one. What is it? At a party, where can someone find you? Okay. For, <laughs> for my people that know me personally, you know where to find me. So it's, it's two places. Number one, probably the dance floor. Cause mm-hmm. everybody know I'm, I'm, that's me. I'm a dance. But that other spot, let's say I'm tired of dancing, probably at the DJ booth, pick, helping them pick a song, or I know the DJ yep. or something, and I'm up there with them. I feel like that's where you're going to find my ass. What about you, Jen? That's so true. Um, I have two places as well. If there's a dog at the party, that's me. I'm either on the floor with the dog, or following the dog, or petting the dog on the couch somewhere. Yes. Uh, that's me. And, and or you'll find me at the food bar. So wherever there's snacks, <laughs> chips, <laughs> you know, Drink. drinks. Yes. <laughs> that that's where you'll find me food or the dogs like that's just who i am i don't know i enjoy that i'm at the bar hey, tender. why was We're i listening to that song today shout out to pay oh, even no, though he don't drink <laughs> where are we every day we start he, when you buying drinks <laughs> there Let you go stop we're gonna get corny on here so our next question is name an embarrassing moment in your life oh, oh that's pretty why we get this question whoever sent Uh, that y'all y'all coming for us dang (laughs) okay name an embarrassing moment in your life okay i mean this one was pretty embarrassing for me um 
I used to be really clumsy in high school for some reason. I don't know. I just never had it. So uh, the high school that I went to, there was like benches all around the quad grassy area. And I remember one time I was wearing white pants and I tried running across the quad. So I tried jumping one of the benches, but my shoe got stuck in like one of the cracks because it was like the wooden benches. They were old and stuff. So there were a bunch of cracks and my foot got stuck in the crack and I couldn't lift my foot out in time, so I decided in that moment it was either land on my face or land on my ass. But either way, I was going to land in the grass with white pants, so I was going to come to class with stains. So I decided I'm landing on my ass. There's no way I'm landing on my face. So I flipped myself while I was falling, and I just fell on the grass. You know, it was in between periods, so nobody really saw, but a few people did. Um, and I remember this guy that I liked at the time, he was like passing by, he's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, you know, it was just embarrassing. Um, so anyway, he helped me up and I walked myself to class and I had to deal with two more periods that day, um, you know, for class with white pants and grass stains and everybody telling me, oh, you got grass stains on your pants. I'm like, yes, I know I fell like that was the thing. Um, but yeah, I tended to have a lot of falls. I remember one time it was raining in high school, no, in middle school, and I was running towards my mom and there was like a muddy pile or whatever. So I slipped, I fell all into the muddy pile and like people started laughing. You know, my mom started yelling at the kids for me. That was more embarrassing for me than the actual fall. You know, your mom defending you from a slip or whatever. But yeah, just those types of embarrassing moments. <laughs> oh my, those are the worst. Yeah. Like, I feel like we all have had that fall in public <laughs> or something. Like, man, I'm not going to get stuck on that. In front of your crush too. Yeah, oh, <laughs> hell no. Um, I would say for me, I was younger, I forgot how old I was, but I went to Virgin Waters. And um, we went, there was the biggest slide there. And I remember um, one of my uncles or whatever, he was like, oh, I'll pay you to get on the biggest slides. So I was like, oh, I got this. You know, I'm an Aquarius. I love challenges. So right. I was like, I'm, I'm with this shit. So I, um, I had like a bathing suit on and it tied on my neck or you know, like a two piece. So I get to the top, you know, the, the lifeguard tells me to do this. So I do it. I go down the slide. So then when I got to the bottom, there was like an audience watching, you know, on bleachers, seeing people come down. Mm -hmm. So I go down the slide and then um, I get up and my bra came off and I had no oh. clue. So the guys, the lifeguards going like this. I'm like, I did do this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm sitting here going like this. Oh. And then he's like, no, this. And I'm like, I did it. And then he's like, look down. I look down. And then everyone just started laughing. And I just remember like being so embarrassed, like oh. all the raging waters and stuff, you know, but that was just a moment. I thought it was so funny how he was trying to tell me, but I was like, I did. <laughs> but I guess opening I'll, yourself up. Yeah, more. <laughs> even more. So that's my embarrassing oh. moment. So, um, yeah, is it you and me? I forgot who did the last one. Uh, you did you okay, so my I'll, bad. <laughs> it's all good i guess the wine no, hit not right. <laughs> just kidding um we're not that lightweight no. um okay so next up is what are some self affirmations you have mm, i like this one um i mean i've had a few throughout the years but i think one that i'm holding on to right now is keep going mm -hmm. and like i remind myself every time i look in the mirror or you know i uh get a reminder on my phone for something i have to do or whatever it's just something that has kept me you know motivated and i like it because it's super short so it's like just all right jen just keep going or like i count down five four three two one keep going you know and it, it's kind of like the keep swimming quote um that just you know, it, it keeps me really going. Like there's so much power in those two words that you just tell yourself, keep going. It's helped me with my self-discipline, with my fitness journey, everything. Like I've been using it for the past month and a half or so. And it's really just like 
kept my drive, you know, my focus. I hope y'all were listening to that. <laughs> I would say I got three top ones. Um, one is I am prospering. I am worthy. And I forgot the third one. I just had it in my head. I am prospering. I am worthy. And I am, I am in abundance. And the reason why I have those, I feel like I am prospering. That's just a reminder. Like, you know, every day you're getting closer and closer. I am worthy. Um, I've been, you know, I've been battling negative self-talk for a while. And I feel like since I've been saying I am worthy of blah, a healthy relationship, I'm worthy of being successful, I'm worthy of this, it's helping me shift that and mm-hmm. like reminding myself you are worthy of having that. And I feel like it's strengthened that one for some reason yeah. because I feel like I wasn't feeling worthy of certain things. And think about when you feel like that, what do you do? You self-sabotage, mm-hmm. you put yourself down. But that's my way of flipping that. And it was the third one I said, um, oh, I am in abundance. And that's just a that and i'll say abundance of whatever it Mm -hmm. is and that's helping me to get out of like that poverty mindset and things like that so um yeah those are my main three big ones yeah and i think adding on to that like one that you know i say every now and then um is i deserve this for Mm. whatever it is like Mm -hmm. you know losing weight or gaining weight or you know like you were saying the healthy relationship i deserve this so yeah i mean there's power in it and then i think the cool part about affirmations is that you could change it to whatever you want to and it doesn't even have to be in first person like if you're one of those people who you prefer to get told something you could say like jen you are worth it you know vernisa you are in abundance like you could change it to as if somebody else is telling you that um so yeah there's definitely power in affirmations in my opinion oh yes most definitely um our next one is what is your love language okay Mm. so i've been learning about myself (laughs) (laughs) i took the little test and it actually came out the way so they always say you got the love language that you give and the one that you like to receive right Mm -hmm. so the one that i like to receive is words of affirmation and and the second one for me was physical touch in out of me liking to receive i don't know you got to tell me that's how I learned. I, I feel like once I understood that about myself, that's why when, the, when compliments come in or yeah. how, like, I know I don't really care about gifts. I don't really care about trips, none of that other stuff, but I love when people tell me mm-hmm. and then I'm a physical touch. I love hugs. I'm very, um, and everybody knows I'm very affectionate. Mm-hmm. So that's something. And the ones that I give is physical touch and, um, acts of services. So I learned, like, I love doing things. I love, you know, cooking for people, doing things, like, to help people. And, like, obviously, I love, like I said, I love giving hugs and doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, y'all, if y'all y'all don't know your love, your love language yet, do, take that test. Find like, out. For, and find out your partners or whoever you're crushing, mm-hmm. whatever, whoever you're dating. It's very important because I feel like once you learn that, you won't take things personal when they're not speaking that language. You know, mm-hmm. even, like, me and, my, me and Jen and our best friendship... Like, we had to learn that with each other because, mm-hmm. like, she's not a physical touch. But, like, I, I'm a hugger. Like, I like hugging people and stuff. And, like, that was something I had to learn with her. And then, like, it's just different things. But, like, mm-hmm. once we learn that, it makes, I don't know if it makes any relationship easier because it's, like, that's how, like, Jenna's a gift person. Mm-hmm. That's how she shows love. Like, you know, and, like, what's the wrong use? But, like, I learned that about so it's, like, it, it's, like, that give and take in two different realms. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's dope. But what about yeah. you, best friend? No, for sure. I mean, before I get into that, I wanted to add, too, if you haven't read the book, The Five Love Languages, I definitely recommend it. They also have a singles version for those of you who, you know, are not in a relationship. But whether you are in one or not, I definitely recommend that book. It, like opened up my eyes to a lot not just in learning about myself but yeah learning that like even though I think I'm showing love in the best way possible my partner or you know my best friend may not be seeing it that way um just because we're not trying to understand each other's love language but after that it's like I'm consciously trying to understand how other people show love give love receive love all that um but yeah so I think 
no, not I think, I'm sorry. So no. the love language that I like to receive is also words of affirmation. And I think that's where you and I really click. Um, I mean, come on, I'm a freaking podcast host. Like talking is what I do. So I love like, you know, when you're able to tell me that how you feel about me or, you know, something that makes you happy or whatever, like words mean a lot to me. Words hurt, words also can show love. So um, yeah, I'm very big on that. And my second one was quality time. I like spending time with people and just like, you know, being in person or on the phone or whatever. That's my second one for that. Um, and then like Bernisa was saying that to show love, I'm a very gift person, but I'm down with gifts to the point where like I either personalize your gift where I made it myself. Like I like to crochet. So, you know, I, I crocheted her socks one time for gifts yeah, ever. <laughs> a gift, tell y'all, um, that birthday card. you know, but I, I go down, yeah, to the birthday cards, to like the tissue paper that I choose, the gift bag, just everything down to the details in learning about the person. And that's just because like... I don't know, a gift makes someone happy, you know, and especially if that person knows that you tailored it for them specifically, nobody else is going to get that same gift is one of the biggest things that can make me happy. And that's, I'm a very crafty person also. So that's just why like that works for me to show love to other people. Um, yeah. And I don't know what my second giving love language is. It would probably, oh, I think it was acts of service, actually, like making the coffee that. and stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I like to be hospitable. If you're my guest, you will receive my full attention and, you know, I will do stuff for you. So, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> um, are you next or am I next? You. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, I like this question as well. So next one is, where did you and your best friend meet? <laughs> wow. So as y'all know, right? We mm -hmm. met in college. Um, I'm, can I tell the funny story? Yeah. So real quick, <laughs> I just have to. So like we were room, we were housemates. We didn't share the same room, but we lived in the same apartment. Mm -hmm. And um, you know whatever. Like you know when we ended up. So I, I was CJ, you know, in the apartment. She was bumping. The song that brought us our friendship was Juvenile Slow Motion. <laughs> slow Motion for me. She hey. was in there bumping that. I'm like, this girl got so soft. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then she was playing this other song. And I was like, okay, you know. So then one day we ended up like, we didn't really have many conversations. But one day, like, we ended up having a conversation. And we both found out we were Aquariuses mm -hmm. and that our favorite color was purple. And then ever ever since then, and then in the house, she was the one who was, was down to go um, hang, you know, in college, explore. we were down to go to explore the school, go to all the parties together. And we just got really close. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just, ooh, it was yeah, 2012. We, we yeah. clicked. Yeah. I think one of my most memorable first combos I had with you was, so we were, you know, talking about what things to bring to the apartment and stuff before the school year started. So we we're talking about bringing the TV. Oh, and I remember you said you wanted to bring yours and I was like, okay, I'll bring mine and you know, we'll have one like in different rooms and stuff. So that was one of the first combos. But I think another one that I remember was, um, you were on the couch, like you had a blanket over you and I could tell you weren't in the best mood. Like, I don't know if you were about to cry or what, but you were having a really bad moment. And I just realized like, you know, everybody else was busy, which is cool, whatever. It was college, we're all studying, but I just, I wanted to find out what was going on with you, you know, cause I just didn't think it was fair that you were in a room full of people, but nobody was asking you if you were okay. 
So I went up to you and I just sat down next to you. I was like, hey, you know, you okay? Like, what's wrong? And then that's like when you really just opened up about what was happening at that moment. And I think that moment, I just realized like we could be friends, you know, like we, we could chill out, you know? And yeah, the fact that we've had so many laughs and tears together and just like everything in between. Um, yeah, I think that's what brought us together. But I'll never forget like those two particular conversations right you and we were just always down for each other like we had each other's back we just knew like when something would happen it's like we're gin now like, we just knew we were, i don't know like it was just destined like i'm sorry like, yeah y'all don't want to know what we went through in college. <laughs> yeah like well, i think we have to have a whole episode yeah. about college stories in a minute. people know people listen to our stories see they funny right. shoot but what's our next question so we got Okay. Do you usually stay friends with your exes? Hell, yeah, motherfucking no, no. Mm-mm. I'll be cool. <laughs> you know, I got you know, I'm cool, but nah. And it just can't. Yeah. Friends? No, no. Maybe Wish still follow each other on cool. social media. That's fine. I think I have one ex on social media, and that's it. But everybody else, nah. And it ain't like bad blood or nothing. It's just we, we done. You know, our mm-hmm. parts in each other's stories are done. So that's okay. It's a big fat no. <laughs> yeah, just I mean I don't know. And then, and then I'm sorry. Like if I was to be in like a healthy relationship, I don't. I wouldn't want to have that door there. Right. Like I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, what's the point of that? So, I agree. No, I don't think it's. I think it's messy. Yeah. Know. I agree. Unless y'all dated and like fucking when y'all were kids or something, that's different. Yeah. Like, like an actual adult relationship? No. I don't think that's no. It. <laughs> nah. We get Yeah. Okay, is that me or you? Uh me. Okay. So next is what did your past relationship teach you? Dang. Um, you wanna go first? <laughs> or should I? Damn. <laughs> okay. Um <I'm> the- <laughs> I guess I can go first. My past relationship. It taught me to really pay attention to the red flags from the beginning. You know, it wasn't all bad with this person. There was a lot of things that I really did like. He was very attentive to me. Um, He listened to me in conversation. And I really appreciated that about him. I felt like he really was trying to learn me in that sense um and really paid attention to my love language like he would compliment me constantly you know and uh show his love in different ways as well so it taught me to keep my standards up also because that means there's like men willing to do stuff like that too but in the other part of the red flags there were a few things that i did see in the beginning um where he would take things a little more seriously than i wanted him to or you know even i would be too sensitive to certain things Um, And I just learned that, you know, when something doesn't feel right in the beginning like that, either talk about it openly and see what happens from there or just leave, you know, and for me, it should have been talk about it openly from the very beginning rather than let it build up towards the middle of our relationship and then just, (laughs) you know, it blows up afterwards. Um, Like I said, he wasn't a bad person. Um, we just weren't compatible with each other and I could tell there was a lot of healing that he needed to do from his past relationships as well so he was bleeding a lot onto me in that aspect damn well said y'all hope y'all heard that (laughs) um taught me to not ignore the red flags just like you and to pour back into myself Mm -hmm. like honestly I think that was like a life change like it was like a big change for me a step like me stepping into myself and honestly to I don't know to choose me like yeah. not to like tolerate any more bs you know to like really you know sometimes you'll go through a time where 
you're like finding yourself mm-hmm. and sometimes that person will trigger that that start of that where you go through that but then you find yourself all over again and then you you remember like you remember to pick yourself first and not mm-hmm. to let that defeat you so because i feel like sometimes what we go through when we're hurt is because like we go through more things because we're hurt yeah because we're hurt we're gonna just tolerate stuff so i went through like a whole like time of, of being hurt because of that but then once you heal and you get past it you you won't let yourself like hurt yourself like that ever again mm-hmm. because of what happened so i think that's the lesson i got from it facts <laughs> i hope y'all heard that one too <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah. we over here, yeah. y'all get us these questions <laughs> yeah we just want to put out there that like history with somebody does not define your relationship you know and love isn't always enough you know you may love this person to death like i i loved you know a person i was with uh with my toxic relationship like i fought hard for him but we just weren't meant for each other and i realized later that i should have let it go a lot sooner than i did so yeah just not saying break up with your person but you know if if you need to reevaluate your relationship i think that's Mm -hmm. fair and I'm going to say love yourself first. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it starts there. Because when you love yourself first, you'll you'll be more cautious about what you're tolerating in the yeah. first place. And me and Jen, we're speaking from a time when we were both in more naive spaces. Mm-hmm. So I think once you get past that hurdle, it's like, you know, you're a grown woman shit. It's like, okay, I ain't got time. That's right. So, I don't know. Things happen for a reason. Unless, and we're not mm-hmm. going to take those uh, moments for granted. Because I feel like there's a lesson in every relationship for them and for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you, and, you know, um, I'm going to say this too. It's... You know, we go through those stages where we kind of beat ourselves up for even going through it. But then when you look back, you're like, it was meant to happen. We wouldn't be the women that we are today without a lot of these experiences that have shaped us. Absolutely. So I had to throw that out there. (laughs) Who's next? Was it me or you? Shoot, is this wine hitting faster than we thought? Yeah, because I keep forgetting. (laughs) Okay, I'll, I'll, oh yeah, you actually, okay, so. How would you? Oh hell no! Okay, I like this. How what would you, you mean? Oh hell no! <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, we put it up in love. How would you describe your best friend? Ooh. Who that? Okay. All right. Also, I got. I asked this. I'll go first. I need a sip. How would I describe my best friend? I guess we're out here crying. I would describe my best friend as amazing, strong, powerful, beautiful, wise, just a just a superior woman. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so grateful. She's a healer. You. No. I don't know. Like this <laughs> wine hitting. You're a healer. You make me unpredictable. She's a Gemini. Uh, she's a rising. Gemini rising. So she's got unpredictable moments. Goofy, courageous, brilliant. Just like, su- shoot, successful. I don't care. She's successful in my eyes. And just, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I even um, went through my years of not knowing you. I haven't got through those, you know? Because no. I can't picture life without you. So no. that's how I would describe my best friend. I feel you. Oh, over here again. Like, I can't with <laughs> you gonna make my lashes <laughs> um thank you those are beautiful words oh my. <laughs> how am i gonna go after that shoot oh. that's not fair um okay that's, so that's how would word. <laughs> how would i describe my best friend um literally my soulmate in a best friend form like i really think we are two souls in different bodies like you know when they say you got family who's not blood like you are really my girl like i have been through everything with you you know me you know better than anybody else and i just love how open-minded you are but also how open-hearted you are you love so courageously and like you're not afraid to show that love you know and i think you're 
the person who taught me that it's okay to love like that as well and i'm thankful for that every single day girl you are strong beyond words like the stuff you've been through in this life and just you know i can't even imagine what you've been through when i haven't been around and you know the stuff you don't even talk about but i like i see you and i just see a warrior you know and you just continue to fight and smile through every single day and you look for the positive in every single day and i think it's just amazing you know and like i just i don't know how i could go on without you you know and like knowing what it's like to be your best friend is just the best thing in the world so thank you for being you (laughs) (laughs) look okay a tear coming out my eye y'all playing with us i I love you girl y'all set us up i know this is gonna be okay mom hold on this is different we laughed on the other one (laughs) look words of affirmation this is what you call love language there you go okay your turn oh that was beautiful Ooh, okay (laughs) if you could tell your former self one thing right now what would it be oh go ahead it would be learn to love yourself sooner oh honestly um i think i spent so many years of my life like hating myself or having really low self-esteem or just blaming myself for a lot of things that were out of my control and then not taking control enough of the things that I could change um, because I didn't have that self-love with me. Um, you know, I, I had a, a pretty bad childhood in the sense where I didn't have somebody showing me how to love myself and everything. So I went through a lot of like high school like that and even parts of college just like, you know, not wanting to be who I am. Um, and I think it wasn't until after college where I really started reflecting and stuff. So, yeah, I think 26-year-old me now would tell 18-year-old Jen or even 5-year-old Jen, like, love yourself. Find something about yourself that you love every single day. It doesn't always have to be physical. But even if it is, shoot, celebrate your physical aspects. Celebrate your curves, you know, celebrate what you look like and everything um, but also celebrate your heart celebrate your mind like just love who you are because you're not going to be anybody else but why would you want to be um mm. so that's just some advice that i would give to myself i hope y'all were 18 year olds listening i hope y'all were <laughs> listening that was yes. beautiful i would tell myself you are worthy keep going and don't be too hard on yourself yeah. um similar to jen in the aspect of like growing up the type of childhood I was always hard on myself because of what I went through. I felt like I had to be the best at everything. I had to like, you know, everything, my grades had to be high, this and that, you know, because of everything I felt and stuff. And like, you know, honestly, that was, I would beat myself up inside when I got, it wasn't the way it should be and stuff. And, you know, going through this life, I learned it's okay to be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Things are going to fall into place. Things are working. It's divine order. And then also you are worthy. You know, I would tell myself that because I didn't believe that growing up either, you know, like some of this mental abuse I went through growing up, physical abuse growing up, I didn't think, you know, I didn't, my self-esteem was very low, mm-hmm. you know, so growing up into myself and like, you know, um, having the light that I have now, it's like, I'm letting it shine. I don't care anymore, you know? So honestly, that's something I would, I would if I'm looking back, that's something I would tell myself. Mm-hmm. You're strong. You are too. This is yard. Man, okay. We coming for that. <laughs> this is raw footage. Facts. Uh, where are we at? Oh, okay. 
This this one's not that bad. Yeah, I need to laugh. Go ahead. Okay. So what song makes you happy, feel sexy, or puts you in a good mood? Oh, is it three songs or whatever? I guess. I mean, it doesn't specify. Mm. So. I would say okay. So I have a couple. Uh, y'all know I love music. So back that ass up. Whistle while you twerk. Savage by uh, you know Savage Megan Thee Stallion, and the Gap Band Outstanding. So. Put on those songs if I'm ever in a bad mood and I'm good. Get her dancing. Yeah, get me dancing. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Yes. I'll start twerking somewhere. Like, and I love, I'm an old soul too, so I gotta mm-hmm. feel some gap band I'll stand up course. in there. Yeah. Like, any of that, anything that makes my soul smile, that's what I need. But I love all types of music. I feel like there's like a, I could go on for days about music, but I feel like those are the ones I could think of at the top of my head. Mm-hmm. What about that's you, Bestie? Um, I think one of the songs that I really like is Oh Happy Day um, mm-hmm. in the, you know, sister act form um i just that song always brings me up whenever i'm feeling bad or you know just need a reminder to keep having faith um and Mm -hmm. stuff and it just that high note yo (laughs) you know it does something to me um i think another song that just makes me happy i know this one's typical um but happy by ashanti i really like that that's a good one yeah it just it it pumps me up you know every time and it just reminds me like be happy you know no matter what like the sun is shining you know that type of stuff um, a song that makes me feel sexy. Ooh, um, there's a song called In the Mirror by, uh, ooh, what's her name? L- London is her last name. I'm, it's not, uh, Lauren London, <laughs> you know, or anything. Uh, I forgot what her name is, but it's called In the Mirror, and basically it's a twerking song, um, and it just makes me feel sexy. Like, she's talking about being fresh out the shower and just, like, waiting for her man. She wants to twerk on him and stuff, and it just makes me feel sexy, you know, makes me want to just dance for either myself or my person um so yeah those are the songs that i can think of at the top of my head <laughs> oh good choices like, we, be, we be jamming <laughs> so do you have a favorite book poem or movie hmm. book i would say think and grow rich by napoleon hill movie Ooh, i watch okay i don't really watch anything but I love that movie, The Butterfly Effect. I don't know. It's That's just a something, good ass movie. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I, uh, my thing is, I don't really watch anything, so if I do, it has to be some good shit. Mm-hmm. So, that's, oh, and, like, Kill Bill, stuff like that. Yes. Mm. I, would, I, don't, I can't think of a poem on top of it, because I feel like the, a lot of poetry I like is by people that I know mm-hmm. personally that have done, I've seen them do poetry. So, um, I wouldn't say, like, there's, like, a written poem I really like. Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite book. I mean... If we're just talking like fiction or whatever, um, I love the book Summer Sisters by Judy Bloom. Mm. Um, I love that book. It just talks about two girls who are best friends. Um, and just we get to see their journey from when they're like 12 years old up until they're like 40. And so they you go just to the see, beach. yeah. Okay. And you just see how they grow up and, you know, go through relationships and stuff within themselves, their friendship as well as with men. Um, but if we're talking like a personal development book, I like Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, that book like changed my mindset in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say that I think favorite movie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, I like that movie because it has a little bit of everything. It has romance, it has comedy, it has action. Um, and just the storyline is pretty nice. You know, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but for me it is personally. Um, and I like watching like, you know, handsome, attractive actors on camera. So at that time it was Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. I liked watching them on screen. Um, and their chemistry was just undeniable. So that was good. Um, and I think poem, 
um, Still I Rise by mm -hmm. Maya Angelou. I mean, I have that tatted on my arm, um, but I just, I love that poem. Um, I know what she wrote it for is different than the interpretations it's gotten throughout the years, um, but I just like both interpretations, whether she's talking about um, you know, the impacts of slavery on generations to come and everything, but also as a woman, just talking about how she's going to rise from the ashes and just be, you know, there. And she's a fierce uh, force to be reckoned with. And regardless of what happens to her, she's going to rise. So, yeah, that's my favorite poem. Oh, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, next up, ooh, what is a good childhood memory you have? Um, I'm like, I'm... Like, was I a child? Oh, Drake, <laughs> no, childhood. Um, I really can't think of them right now. Um, um I mean, I can. Go I ahead, can go, go ahead. I gotta get my. Mom. So, um, I don't know about y'all what kind of childhood you had, but in the elementary school that I went to, we had you know monkey bars and swings and all that stuff. So mm. there was a particular monkey bar that, like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but it's like you know, like a, a U type of thing. Um, and you would swing on it. So back in the day when I was in kindergarten through like fifth grade, the thing was to learn how to swing back and forth, um, on that, uh, rail or whatever. So you could do it with two hands. You could do it with one hand, no hands, forwards, backwards, all that. So I remember learning how to finally flip backwards with no hands on that rail and I remember the first time I achieved it I was like in fourth grade I want to say before I switched schools and everything I finally flipped backwards with no hands it was the scariest thing I ever did but when I achieved it and I sat back up on that rail I was like <gasps> and it's just something I'll never forget because it was like a mini accomplishment for me you know I accomplished a fear that day and everything even though the next time I tried it I flew off the rail and I knocked myself out but <laughs> the first time I did it, it was just awesome and being able to accomplish it Oh my goodness. See, look, <laughs> things be coming true. Yes. <laughs> I would say, I remember one particular birthday my mama threw for me. And my dad, my mom and my dad threw it. Um, it was at a skating ring. I was young. I remember all my family being there. Like, my dad came down. I, I forgot who was on there. But it was, I remember just being so happy. And I had this red Coca Cola outfit on. Like, it was a red shirt with these pants. <laughs> and, like, I just was so happy. Like, it was about me that day. I don't know. Oh. It was just a really good birthday, and I just remember being so happy and just feeling so loved and just being with all my family members. But I think that's like one of my that's one of like the main birthdays I remember as a kid. Mm. You know, as a kid, you remember certain birthdays, mm. and I think that was just a real happy one. And um, the, you know, the skating rings always happy, so it was just nice yeah. to have like your birthday party there. I forgot how old I was, but it was beautiful. Mm. Yeah, for you to remember it. Yeah, it's yeah. still even my outfit, like right the Coca Cola. Coca Cola. We <laughs> all drink that. <laughs> Um, okay, so where are we at? Okay, so how do you want to be remembered? Mm. Um, I would say I want to be remembered for impact. You know, I want to be able to remember for speaking life into people. I, mm -hmm. I take that very serious. I take, I take, I take, um, adding value to people very serious. So if I could remember that, like, you know, Bernice added value to me in this way, that's how I remember. I think that's something I want to be remembered for. I feel you. Yeah. I mean, Kind of adding on to that, and I always say this, I want to be remembered for the way I make people feel. Mm -hmm. I want to make people feel love, whether it is like them loving themselves or that I love them or that love does exist or whatever. I just want people to know that they're worthy, that they matter, um, and that even if things are shitty right now, that things can get better and, you know, shifting that mindset and everything. So I just want people to when they think of me that they're like yeah this girl made me feel like 
you know, X, Y, and Z, like I'm powerful, like I conquer anything, like I can just freaking make it through the day, you know, I just want people to know that as long as you continue pushing, you can make it through whatever. Oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, ooh, do you think soulmates exist? Or in other words, do you think the one exists for everyone? Hmm. I do. Honestly, um, whatever term you use for it, soulmates, twin flames, the one, true love, my person, whatever, I think they exist for everybody. Um, but I'm not saying that, like, if you mess up on this one person that that's it. No, but I'm saying there is that one person that you end up with and is your person and they teach you why you couldn't settle with anybody else or you know they make you want to grow and be healthier and experience that healthy love um i do believe that there's somebody who's like a compliment to your life you know somebody who is a hundred percent of themselves and lets you be a hundred percent of yourself i mean i'm a hopeless romantic i believe in all that stuff you know so call me crazy call me you know, naive or whatever, but I definitely believe in that. I don't think romance is dead. I definitely think that there's a person out there for everybody. Mm, I agree. I believe they exist, and I believe that they exist in different categories. I for, for sure found my best friend, my friend soulmate. I've heard about that. Be jealous. But, right? <laughs> but romantically, um, I think they exist for everybody, but I think some people don't get the chance to meet them or or have met them but like messed it up because mm. they didn't want to do the work to like you know deserve them or vice versa might be the other way around or something like y'all might have crossed paths but just timing and stuff messed it up mm -hmm. but i think there probably is that person that would have been that the one for you but it could have been life circumstances or just that choice of not wanting to do the work to have that because some people aren't manifesting that romantic part you got people who really are and they really, you know, that's one of their goals is to find that person and mm -hmm. they do. And you got people who just don't, don't really care much to do it. I feel you on that, on the, you know, different categories and stuff. Um, I'm sure y'all have heard this, that like you fall in love, quote unquote, with three people in your life. You know, you have your first mm -hmm. love, you have your second hard, hard love, and then you have your third love, which is your true love. I can definitely say I've experienced the first two. I definitely had my first love that took me on a whole roller coaster for a few years um and then i've definitely had my hard love which was my toxic relationships i threw my all into it i wanted to make it work it's the love that you wish could have worked out but it didn't um you know definitely have experienced that i can't say i've experienced the third one yet um you know but i definitely know that it's out there for me and i know that that person is out there for me as well and i'm out there for him um, so just, you know, knowing that, yeah, there's different types of soulmates. Also, there's like karmic soulmates and, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard you have like a whole soulmate tribe and stuff. Um, so yeah, just, I definitely believe in that stuff, whether or not somebody else says it's cool, you know, it, it's just, yeah, that's our personal philosophy on it. Oh, that just well said. Mm. Um, so we have next, I just saw it. What is your, well, what do you consider your best character trait? Oh, I think I have a couple. I'm just like, <laughs> nah, I would say if I had to think of my best character trait, I think the way I love, mm. honestly, like the love I pour into people and, um, you know, it's hard, but I think that's something that is needed in this life. And I think like my goofiness, honestly, like, you know, if you hang with Vernisa, you're going to laugh, you're going to smile, like I'll Agreed. make your ass smile. You're going to feel loved <laughs> and you're going to feel valued. I just like, not to, to, I'm a Leo moon, 
but not to toot my horn, but not for real. I think that's a part of me that, that it's always been there as a kid, like just mm. always just la la la, you know. And I think you know, especially in the kind of world that we live in, I think that's something that you know we all have some like we all have some type of beautiful trait traits mm-hmm. in us that the world needs, and I think that's one you know two of mine or whatever that is needed. So I think for those sure. are mine and my favorite. I would say my favorite traits about myself, hmm. characteristic wise. Mm-hmm. I would have to agree. Yeah. Um. What do I consider my best character trait? I think for me, it would be um, honesty, like how yes. honest I am. Um, I try to keep it real as much as possible. She do. You know, <laughs> I'm also an open book. You ask me anything, I will answer it. She got um, my ass for this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, like I just, because it's something that I would want somebody to keep it with me, mm-hmm. whether you're feeling me, you're not feeling me, whatever. Like I would want somebody to keep it real with me, whether you think I need to work on something on myself, I want to hear it, you know, so I try to provide that to people, um, also without, like, hurting their feelings, you know, I try to work on that and stuff, because I do have a very blunt mouth, I'm, I'm very outspoken in that sense, um, and I think also how down I am for just Mm -hmm. anything, like, you know, I'm very, like, spontaneous in that aspect, where you say you want to go to San Diego for the weekend, cool, let me just pack my bag, you know, you, you say you want to chop your hair off, and you want me to help you, cool, I'll help you do it, you know, like, I'm just, I'm down for that stuff, and I really like it, because it keeps my life interesting, you know, even though I myself wouldn't have decided to make some decision or whatever, um, just knowing that I can be part of somebody else's story with that, like, it just makes everything a lot better, so... Yeah, and I think, yeah, that's my favorite part about me, just how down I am for ever-changing environments. <laughs> oh, that, she told the truth about herself, too. <laughs> mm, okay, next. What is the most important thing in a relationship? Ooh. Can I say a few things? Go I ahead, mean... <laughs> go ahead. Open, we have the wine, go ahead. Yeah, right. I think the number one thing that pops in my head is commitment. Mm. Um, because even though love is very important, honesty and all that, if you're not committed to make the, making the relationship work or you're not committed to, uh, being with that person or, you know, you're not making that conscious decision every single day, it's not going to work regardless, because let's be real, you know, the honeymoon phase comes and goes and then the rest of the relationship comes in. You have to commit yourself to making, yeah, that relationship work every single day through the bad moments, the boring moments, you know, the moments where it's like, why am I here? You know, and if you're deciding this is something healthy for you and you want to make it work, then yeah, definitely. So I think commitment is definitely one of the most important ones. And then honesty too. I mean, I'm going back to that where, you know, if you've committed to that person but then something's just not working this isn't your person or you just you've tried everything and it's just not working let me know that's the biggest thing that i would want it's like if you feeling me cool let me know if you're not feeling me please let me know as well let's save both of our times and both of our hearts and just you know part or stay together make it work um you know after any argument let's sit down and be honest with each other like what's going on here you know and move past it type of thing so those are my two biggest thing honesty and commitment for sure i'm at that (laughs) and also i would say trust communication loyalty and being able to pour into each other Mm um you know you got to trust who you with i feel like that's when you have those insecurities and stuff like that that can hurt the relationship honesty let's say, let's say trust lo- loyalty i'm sorry mm-hmm. 
come on, let's give it and communicate. I thought communication is very important too because in, in all aspects, not even just like where you're going or what are you doing, it's like more of like, how do you feel at this moment? What do mm-hmm. you need from me? Tell me that so I can work on those. What do I need to work on? Me telling you what I need from that. You know, and I feel like when we can communicate and open and talk things through, there's so much power in that, being able to heal each other mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then pouring into each other. I feel like no one should be, yeah, there's going to be moments where one is pouring a little more into the other, but you should be able to pour back also. I feel like it shouldn't be no one-handed relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think when y'all can balance each other and really be each other's ice pack, like we talk about, um, that makes a strong, healthy relationship. And yeah, healthiness, of course, too, but that's a given. Mm-hmm. But that's what I think. I agree for sure. I mean, we ain't no relationship experts, but I think from experience, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> that's what we've taken with us throughout the year. Um, next, with starting your podcast, what was mm. harder than you thought it would be, and what was easier? Oh, hmm. actually, setting things up to record and like, <laughs> yeah, <that. laughs> I'm gonna agree with her on that one. <laughs> I would say that's the harder part, honestly. Yeah, like I didn't, yeah, technical, like just putting it together yeah. and having all these wires attached to us and stuff. That's honestly the hardest part. I'm with, I'm gonna say that too. <laughs> Easiest. Easier than I thought was doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I mean, not to toot our horn either, but it's just this. What you guys see on this platform, it's literally how me and Jen talk over alone, yeah, without a camera. So I didn't think, you know, we knew we can put it on a platform, but actually doing it, it's like it just comes. So I think from like that's what I would say. Yeah, I think also being in front of the camera was easier than I thought. Yeah. I thought I would be more awkward or something mm-hmm. but no it's like it's like you forget the cameras there sometimes yeah um, yeah so i would definitely agree with you on that okay and what we got now is who or what has been your biggest inspiration or motivation to keep pursuing your dreams mm-hmm. so as far as who and who and stuff my siblings as i said as i mentioned before my family just like literally the dynamic um current situation what i came from just wanting to break the cycle every time i'm about to give up or i'm having a moment i was thinking that you're breaking the cycle you're doing it's going to be hard when you're going against the grain that's the it's the hardest it's not easy and then obviously if we want to talk about like inspirational figures you know nipsey was Mm -hmm. a big i'm sorry i got his quote tatted on me for a reason like you know honestly keeping bumping him having that Mm -hmm. his lyrics in my head things he i've you know his talks and stuff meeting him like that he's like one of my inspirations in life that mm-hmm. have like kept me going mentally also. So I feel like that's my answer to that question. Yeah, definitely. Um, who or what has been biggest inspiration for me? My who, apart from like my mom and my brother and stuff, myself in the sense where I know I'm in charge of what my future is going to look like. And I know that only I can make that happen. Right. Whether it is like, you know, whatever goals that I want to achieve and everything. Um, so just keeping in mind, like, you know, what do I want my future to look like? That keeps me going because I can either continue going down the same path that my family mm-hmm. for generations have been going or go down a completely separate path and really pursue my dreams and, you know, goals and stuff. Um, and then as far as like a person, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's, there's a few, but maybe the biggest one, I think, I know this may sound silly and I know he's like known or whatever, but Quincy, honestly, just in the sense, (laughs) right, that is my man. Um, but in the sense of like, 
no matter what family you come from you can come from a very successful family but you still got to follow your own path you still got to make your name known and stuff um and even though he comes from a very successful family i respect that he's still making moves in his own platform like when i think of quincy i don't think of him being related to you know diddy or um even uh kim porter you know rest in peace i don't think of you know him being related to any of the families i think of him himself um so that kind of keeps me going in the sense where it's like you can have multiple talents and still make a name for yourself you can come from a successful family and still make a name for yourself so in that way he's kept me inspired um what was the last show you binge watched the selena series i almost agree with her <laughs> i don't watch tv so mm-hmm. that's the only thing i like i actually sat and watched the whole thing the same and then I watched, well, I did, before that, I watched the American Next Top Model mm. on Netflix. That was pretty cool, you know, mm-hmm. but for me to sit and watch, it's, yeah, it's big for me. Yeah, so. that's facts. Um, I think, yeah, before the Selena series, I watched American Horror Story. Mm. Um, which one was it? The Apocalypse one with my brother when I was sick with COVID and everything. Um, I sat down and watched that with him. We sat for like. I don't know eight hours just watching the show and stuff that was pretty cool um because my brother and i like to bond over like weird shows and stuff so yeah that was definitely our thing oh good how can you tell when you unconsciously like someone Ooh. Mm. Ooh. i mean if it's unconscious how do you know how do you know <laughs> just kidding uh <laughs> i mean i guess catch myself caring not not just trying to get my cute angles with them right say, like doing little things to be yeah watching what i do around them or say around mm-hmm. them hearing their words making mm-hmm. sure you know it's touching my words of affirmation mm-hmm. i would say well, i care about what they say to me i was just that's to one i think that's for both of us probably yeah. but thinking about them but that's uh, still consciously so mm-hmm. yeah no yeah, yeah when all of a sudden their opinion matters mm-hmm that yeah that's when i think i find themselves or the compliments i'm like oh, yeah God. or i'm waiting to hear back from them <laughs> you know? yeah that type of stuff oh yep. you texted me girl keep complimenting like, me mm-hmm. my part you know i'm like hey look <laughs> uh what advice would you give someone who's trying to learn how to trust a man again specifically Woo! in a romantic relationship go ahead girl mm. that's on you first first of all why do i not trust him yeah i think that's very important if it's because he cheated on me or he disrespected me or you know he did me dirty in a financial matter or whatever i don't know i mean i think that goes back to the deal breakers i think it it depends on what you don't trust him about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and can you really work on trusting him again so if you think you can then you know take it slow day by day and know that there's probably going to be days that you don't trust him and then you're gonna have to work on trusting him again and then there's going to be days where you do trust him again and then also just ask yourself if it's even worth it you Mm -hmm. know if it's even worth trusting this man again or this person again Mm -hmm. and being with them staying with them and just putting yourself through that because just thinking about the betrayal of trust um what that does to a person's psyche i just for me it feels like if i if you lose my trust Mm-hmm. it's not going to come back yeah. you know so it's not even worth trying to trust you again so for me that's kind of a hard question to answer because mm-hmm. i'm very like if i trust you i trust you with my life my heart you know and everything but once that's gone i don't need you in my life anymore 
Well said. I'm going to say, yeah, going off what Jen said. Yeah, why don't you trust him? If it's because of something that he did, like let's say, yeah, the trust is broken. I think you don't even need to be trying to get that trust back. Mm -hmm. But if it's something like he didn't do anything and it's an inner issue, figure out what that inner thing is first. I think that's the first thing. Attacking that. Because once you get past that, you'll be able to trust better. And then, of course, like taking it day by day, like Mm -hmm. you were saying. And literally just not jump into conclusions i think you know have making sure it's like that reason to not trust you mm-hmm. know so but i think if someone like says i think i'm with you on that someone broke the trust already it is what it is like mm-hmm. you fucked up i can't unsee that shit yeah. I, it is what it is i gotta protect myself mm-hmm. like that's how i look at it but if they never did anything you're just having trust issues because you do i think it's something internally going on agreed and then you should just get to the bottom of it and maybe have that healthy discussion with him mm-hmm. and see really what it is and why is he making you feel that way and have him work on whatever it is maybe you know he can show you that it's nothing to be worried about right that makes sense so that's the way i'm gonna answer that in a safe way mm-hmm. and make sure there's actual positive change happening that part shit mm-hmm. <laughs> um is it me or you you okay who oh no that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> wrong question like an owl who okay so what if okay no what is your daily self-care ritual or regimen when it comes what when to it, stress relief to stress relief oh my daily mm-hmm. prayer mm. prayer breathing i would say prayer breathing and then like saying something nice to myself and if it's like really bad maybe like a hot shower or a hot bath burning some candles and some mm-hmm. sage <laughs> that's me yeah she loves her hot bath yeah, yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to convince me to take one for you <laughs> I have a thing against tubs, so... I'm going to get her in one and shoot. Maybe one day. One day. If you put a full mat covering the whole tub, maybe. I was going to say that's wine. It's a wine, shit. Yeah, that part. Um, I think for me, a daily self-care for stress relief. Put my phone down. Um, There comes a point in the day for me where it's either... As soon as I wake up, I try to avoid looking at my phone, whether it's social media or messages or whatever, just allowing myself at least two minutes to breathe and just be grateful that I'm alive. And, you know, um, I try to do this in my daily waking up routine that I try to incorporate five things I'm grateful for that very morning, whether it's something that happened the night before or just I'm grateful to wake up, I'm grateful to be breathing, I'm grateful to be warm, you know, stuff like that. Um, And yeah, just like when I get through the end of the day, um, because I work with people all day and I answer messages and phone calls all day, there comes a point where I'm just done and I want to put my phone away. I don't go on social media. I don't write back to anybody. I don't answer phone calls. I'm just, I'm done with my phone and I either go talk to my mom or I write journal to myself. Um, I meditate or I'm just like pooping out and you know watching something or reading something or whatever um that's just my thing that I do for stress relief like I disconnect from everybody so if there comes a point where I just like you know don't write back (laughs) it's because of that (laughs) right and Mm -hmm. it works you know I'm sorry you pour back into yourself it's so much power and that's okay to recharge and take that time Mm -hmm. but um yeah that was all of our questions Mm -hmm. um we appreciate y'all submitting questions to us in the first place um, it means a lot, but we hope you enjoyed our 50th episode. We had to change it up for y'all, you know, get more in tune. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Um, check us out on Instagram at SpeakUpJV. You can follow our Podbean website at SpeakUpJV.Podbean.com. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify, apparently iHeartRadio. Please like, subscribe, share this video. Tell a friend about it. Tell, tell them about your homegirl, Speak Up, JV. That's we right. appreciate all the support, y'all, and have a great one. Yes, all it takes is one episode. One. So just go ahead and show them. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Have a good one.